that underscores where we are going, I think, with everything, and especially silver, which, as a footnote, is even harder to get than gold. In fact, exponentially harder, in my opinion. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. And fortunately, it is that time of the week again for the physical silver and gold market update with Andy Sheckman of Miles Franklin. And certainly some interesting times where I guess we're at the point where I would say when I talk to other people in the silver industry about the SLV inflows, the most common answer I get from people that I think are in position to say this is that they're just starting to believe the numbers can't be real. Uh, and certainly we've seen that on the retail level as well, which Mr. Sheckman is going to talk about. So Andy, it's a pleasure to have you here today. And how are you? Chris, I'm good, buddy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing well and um, getting ready for Silverfest, our upcoming party. And Andy, do we still have clearance? Silverfest, which is September 12th to 13th. We have, are we good to go filming that from, I can broadcast live from the Silver Vault? Absolutely. I think we should, as a matter of fact. All right. I, I hope you're going to get a great idea. ESPN game day set up as well, so we can have fans <laughs> standing around and uh, you know, <laughs> sitting on thousand ounce silver bars and all sorts of good stuff. Um, although, Chris, Andy, I, I got to warn I... you, I'm getting emails fast and furious about the action central banker silver figurines and i've started saying i've started pinning the blame on you so when we're done here i know you're gonna be making some phone calls because kind of like the demand for silver as i hear it which uh sounds like things are picking up again huh uh, chris it's uh it's crazy uh a week ago tuesday um the U.S. Mint came out and told all of us authorized participants that they would no longer be able to make gold and silver at the same time due to uh, the COVID restrictions uh, of social distancing. And so they would pick and choose uh, which metal they would run for a specific period of time. And they said this could go as long as 18 months they're setting the stage for what I have long believed would define the marketplace, and that is inability to source product easily. Um, this is a true story, what I'm about to tell you. This is 100% true. Um, the, uh, I had a phone call the other day for a client, a referral, who, uh, for a client who wanted to buy 3,000 gold eagles in mint boxes of 500 each, six mint boxes of, of uh, gold eagles. So you're talking about $6 million. And um, normally this wouldn't be a hard deal to place No, no silver in that, in that order, Andy? No, no silver uh, in this order. But, I, but, but it's important to, hey. to hear this because it underscores where we are going, I think, with everything, and especially silver, which – as a footnote, is even harder to get than gold. In fact, exponentially harder, in my opinion. But here's the deal. Um, there are a handful of very, very large distributors in the United States, um, and I work with them all. I called two of them 
uh, two of the biggest in the United States. And these are, are companies that deal directly with the United States Mint. One of them feeds much of the gold to the United States Mint uh, through a recycling program. These are massive, massive companies. Uh, in both cases, um, I was turned down. In the case of the first one, the bigger of the two companies, they would not take the trade. Now, this is a primary United States Mint distributor. They would not take the trade. They said they could do kangaroos because they have those on the floor, but they did not have enough to do this and would not go short uh, based upon the information that they got, that they just received on Tuesday. They're not comfortable going short, that they don't know what the production schedule is like from the U.S. Mint. Uh, and this is, is just the very beginning. Um, I called the other one and on the opposite coast, uh, and they said that they could do it at, at, a, at a very high rate, and they would be back dates, and it would take two weeks to get it, meaning no 2020s. So but my point I'm trying to get to you is that, or to your listeners, we're coming to a point where product is getting impossible to get rapidly. Uh, normally, a $6 million order in Gold Eagles would be no problem. Now, when the U.S. Mint says we're going to print or make, rather, one or the other, Gold Eagles, Silver Eagles, uh, you can see what that says for the future of the production of Silver Eagles. And when you go back to the fact that 40, excuse me, 65% of all the silver mines were closed the first half of the year, and all the refineries in Switzerland that border Italy were closed. And uh, now we're, we're, you know, we had mint closures as well with the U.S. and Canada. And now we're looking at drastically reduced production. Getting product is, is difficult now. And it's only going to get more difficult as the trailing edge of the storm catches up with us leading into the election. Chris, I think it's the biggest thing people need to think about right now. Do you think that could at all be connected to how we're seeing traders clean out the COMEX? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. It's the same thing. It's, you know, our, our, I, I think it has a lot to do with physical possession risk. Uh, I want the real thing before the real thing isn't available any longer. And, you know, when you hear someone talk this way, who, um, who does it, you, it sometimes sells the product. Uh, it can go in one ear and out the other, but I think that was a really, really good follow-up to my point in that if you look at who's taking the money off of the exchange, it's the other category in the COMEX on the Commitment of Traders Report. And the others category is typically family offices and high net worth individuals. So you're talking the wealthiest of the wealthy, influential people, that are running family family offices and and big high net worth individuals who know what they're doing are pulling their money or their metal off of the exchange before it goes force majeure and uh and a cash settlement and you know it goes all the way back to the hunt brothers chris and and they tried to uh corner the market because the exact same thing that's happening today only it was not even anywhere near what it is today and that is that back then they realized there were far more paper contracts and there were bars in the vault. Well, that's exactly what's happening here. And the people who are rushing to pull it off of the exchange, they're doing it less to screw JP Morgan and the commercial banks and more because they, they, I think, believe that it's a, it, it's a game that is, you know, now that everyone's pulling it off, 
is rapidly going to going to have rewritten rules, and so they're getting it off while they still can. Yeah, it sure does appear that way. And Andy, you did mention the force majeure in the COMAX, something a lot of people like myself have speculated about. Would that eventually happen at some point? Um, now, obviously, want to be careful in how we phrase these things because uh, understand people are investing. But do you think? Uh, do you see that happening and or, or possibly soon? Well, if it ever is going to happen, it's going to happen um, in at the end of, of September, I would think, October, at the end of the delivery months, because I don't know what the open interest is right now. You could probably tell me, but I, I can tell you that the, I think the next delivery month, it's at the big. end of this month, is, is gold. It's gold, and then the next one's silver. And I think people are going into the election are going to try to pull as much off as possible. And uh, so that in and of itself cuts off the ability for these commercial banks when they have to deliver. No one's going to make it short anymore if everyone is standing for delivery. And that in and of itself ends the manipulation game because the naked shorting when no one stands for delivery is easy money for these guys. But when you got family offices and, and super high net worth, worth individuals and funds that are pulling physical metal off, calling these short positions uh, and, and taking delivery, um, and, and a lot of these, I mean, I think that's why you saw the metal go through all of these round numbers the other day from 18 to 26 in a period of three trading days. Because a lot of these commercial banks must be covering, freaking out, thinking, wow, you know, if everyone stands for delivery with these big open interest numbers, we're screwed. You might as well cover right now and, and, and pay the, the piper now before you have to pay unlimited in an, in an environment where you can't source the product. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting, I'm trying to pull it up here, but I believe in Ted Butler's last column, you mentioned that what was happening is that really this is the first time on that last move up in silver where the short position wasn't increased. And we've looked at it quite a bit on the show. Um, you know, and where if you don't have them shorting, well, then you, gee, you think the price is going to go up. And Andy, it's funny. Uh, I was also remembering how, remember about, I don't know, maybe three months ago, I said, if the premiums stay elevated, you know, won't we find out if there really is a physical delivery mechanism to the COMEX? Because, I mean, at some point, you know, if silver is $25 for everyone to buy and the price is 15 on the COMEX, you know, there's a little ARB there on the board. And sure enough, it seems like that's what's, what's happened. Well, yeah, if you're a refiner making silver buffaloes and you can get four bucks over melt for your buffaloes yeah all day long you pull it off at 15 hedge it and then sell your your uh, buffaloes for a handsome ten dollar profit or whatever you're talking about four dollar profit whatever it's free money point of it is is that yes that can't last if uh if you'll get all the refineries and all the big money pulling off uh, and until they're not able to do it any longer and that's why it just seems like the rules have been re rewritten when when you see Ted Butler say something like that, that's not small potatoes. That's that's like massive. When you're talking about for the first time ever, when you're seeing 
um, prices rise on a Friday by by you know a dollar in silver and twenty bucks in gold. Uh, when you're seeing uh, prices rise into and through options expiration, uh, when you're seeing uh, a massive run up and shorts not increasing, these are all things that that I don't ever remember seeing in my career. And to see it now in conjunction with six indictments in an ongoing investigation by the Justice Department, something's different. To see J.P. Morgan going long for the first time, the environment is different. And that's the problem here is that so many of us are, are dealing with recency bias uh, and normalcy bias where, you know, our, our reality is of the shoe that drops every time. And, um, you know, one of these days it's not. And we've always said they'll make more money on the upside than they did on the down. Uh, that's just the nature of the game. Uh, and if they are positioned the way that they are anyway, uh, they'd be foolish to, to continue to short in an environment like this where there's such, you know, voracious physical demand and people are, are pulling it off the exchange. That just, that portrays for massive risk and, and, uh, and, and potential unlimited losses uh, trying to cover a, a naked short position when silver is that hard to get right now, Chris. I think it's a whole new ballgame. Yeah, and to that point, I did pull up, uh, hopefully it's okay to read a short quote. This is from Inside Butler Research. So by all means, if you're not already reading it, go subscribe to Butler Research, 35 bucks a month, and you can stay posted on things like Lo and behold, largest gold and silver price rally in years with gold up more than $500 and silver up more than $12 since mid-March has been accompanied for the very first time with no increase in concentrated short selling by the eight largest traders on the COMEX. Uh, let me state this differently. One of the steepest gold and silver price rallies in years occurred because the big eight shorts and he tosses in yeah, the super crooks of J.P. Morgan. I can hear that in his voice. <laughs> but it didn't add to short positions. Cap and contain the price. Uh, you know, we heard Bank of Nova Scotia pulling away. We saw that HSBC and CIBC got their clock cleaned in March. And I've reported how uh, – not like I reported. I mean, it's in the data for anyone to see – but um, the four largest shorts in silver uh, are about short 248 million ounces. So when silver went from 20 to 24, uh, according to that data, they lost about a billion dollars. And seems like they may be running for the hills a little bit or at least might be well served to. Yeah, it sure feels that way. And then when you put into the equation the inability to source silver on a massive scale, it, it it brings into focus um, how this game could quickly come to an end, and they'll just capitulate trying to short it. They'll leave that game, and and uh, and when the price is set to, you know, to equilibrium to where it's supposed to be, look, all you if you just look at at a ratio of gold to silver of being roughly forty two to one, forty five to one for the last uh, hundred and fifty years. Uh, right now, silver should at least be 46, 47 bucks an ounce, and and then some. So um, I don't know. I think sky's the limit for where we ultimately end up. Um, and preferably uh, before. You know, <laughs> uh, sorry, I couldn't contain it. Forty-seven dollars, preferably before silver uh, September 
options expiration cycle if I could put that order in. I think there's a few people who would be okay with that one. Um, well, you never know. I mean, look, if you get all of the banks stop shorting and actually turn around and go long, uh, sky really is the limit, Chris. Yeah, well, I've been thinking about that, and I'll be careful in how I phrase this. This is not to say this will happen, but at least based on what we've seen and what's going on, I think we're in that phase of the game where just about anything is now possible in such a highly levered market where – you know, we saw a very darn quick move in the last week, and I think we could see something that blows the doors off of that. Uh, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, real last quick one. Andy, any comment on what happened in Silver during the Fed meeting yesterday where uh, there was a nice little spoofaroo there that, ironically, it actually mentioned what Andrew McGuire emailed to the department or the CFTC in 2010, where he, he said before a labor report, it's like if the, if the number is bearish for metals, they'll just hammer it. But if it's bullish for metals, they'll actually let it go up, let people buy and get on board, and then just freaking drill it, which pretty much looks exactly what happened on Wednesday of this week. Um, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's just not how free markets work. You don't see a market go up and down like a yo-yo like that. And uh, it, it also, it reeks of desperation. I, I don't know. It, uh, it It's not how market work markets work. And I think maybe we'll, we'll read a little bit more about really what happened. But yeah, I noticed that it shot way up and then shot right back down uh, in just a few minutes time. So I'm not exactly sure what happened, Chris, but I can tell you whenever you start to see this kind of behavior and accentuated volatility, typically you, you are nearing a blow off phase again in one direction or the other. So with all of this volatility, with all of this craziness and the inability to source product and the banks not shorting anymore and people standing for delivery uh, and an election of a generation coming up right now, at least in terms of importance, um, I, I can tell you, I wouldn't want to be short silver right now. And I think the banks are trying to dig themselves out of a deep hole. And before this is all said and done, Chris, I think you're going to look like the smartest guy on the block. Well, gee, I, I hope things don't deteriorate that far. Um, although, Andy, you did mention one day read all about it. Um, fortunately, you don't even have to wait because it's interesting, this spoofing, Actually, that's one of my favorite things. I asked Bart Chilton where, you know, if you have the number, uh, the silver's right around, you know, $24 and you nudge it down a little bit, then does it drop and the same banks buy it back cheaper? He confirmed that was exactly the case. And you can read about that in the big silver short, as well as Handsome Andy Sheckman's chapter, the James Bond of precious <laughs> metals. And Andy, before we wrap up, do you have any super hot, specials for our audience this week yeah we got some brand new 2025 ounce america the beautiful the current issue uh i forgot the exact name of them that but they're in sealed mint boxes we'll do those for your listeners at um 479 over spot that ought to be the lowest in the country uh, i do have several sealed boxes of them i think silver eagles are way too expensive right now and to get the five ounce 2020 America the Beautiful, uh, 
is, in my opinion, every bit as good and, and at, uh, at almost a $3 per ounce discount to the Silver Eagle, uh, it, it's a much better buy. Well, Andy, I guess as best as I can figure, if demand is surging, supply is uh, getting shut down due to COVID, and shortages or premium, wholesale premiums rising, shortage of availability, seems like uh, an interesting time. And I appreciate you joining me to check in on that. Again, Arcadia at Miles Franklin, if you would like to buy or sell anything from Andy or take him up on that special. And additionally, if you'd like to dig a little deeper into the fantastic spoof that I'm sure any day now the Department of Justice is going to come out and reimburse investors for as it went on under their watch. Again, insert sarcasm there. Uh, but that video is coming your way now.